Good morning. Thank you all for being here and happy Easter. Welcome to New Church Live. My name is Angela Cooper and I work here, you know, plugging people into all the things going on and connecting them to the New Church Live community. So I just want to welcome you and let you know that if you have any questions about anything happening here or ways to get involved, I'm the person to see. My, again, my name is Angela and I just want to welcome you to church. Um, for Easter this year, um, typically in years past when we have people joining us in person. We have everyone come and bring in Easter flowers um, and we decorate the stage and you can actually smell the smells. Um, and obviously, since we're not in person this year, um, that's not happening. But we wanted to find a way to continue that tradition. Um, so, and it's not too late to get involved. So there are two options. One is you can order some flowers and have them uh, delivered to anyone who lives locally within 10 miles of this building. Um, and they will be delivered this week. Um, and it's just a great way to let people know you're thinking of them. It's been a long year. Um, and some people have been mostly isolated for a lot of the year. So it's a great way to just bring some joy. I'm always amazed how much joy I get from beautiful flowers in my house. So I would encourage you to participate that way. Or we also are collecting donations for um, Easter flowers to be delivered. We have um, parishioners who live out in Michigan, and they connected us with a um, woman's shelter, helping women get back on their feet after they have gone through abuse. And so they have a women's shelter, and they are at capacity right now with 35 rooms. And we're going to be um, donating flowers to be delivered this week to that organization. It's called Haven. And actually, Pastor Chuck interviewed one of their um, staffers there. And they were just so thrilled that you all were so energetically supporting their organization. So those flowers will be delivered this week, um, but it's not too late to support that initiative. Um, so all the flowers, whether you have it delivered locally or um donated to Haven out in Michigan are $25. Um, and all you have to do is go to our website. There's a donate page and you just donate $25. You can earmark it for community service and I will know what to do. If you want them delivered locally, you have to email me so that I, we know where to deliver them with the address where they should be delivered. And like I said, it's not too late. We're accepting donations and delivery addresses until today. So you can be in touch with me. Um, my email is just Angela.Cooper at at newchurchlive.tv. Or if you put your information in the chat window or just ask a question in the chat window, I'll be sure to check that as well. Um, so like I said, it's not too late and I hope that you will participate. We've loved this tradition and we've had a lot of great feedback about people getting involved in this way. So thank you all for everybody who's contributed so far. And um, I'm hoping that some people will still take us up on this offer. The last thing I want to mention is that if you want to make a donation just to New Church Live to support all the initiatives, things like pop-up church, small groups, the Sunday service, the band, um, even though it's small, um, just supporting all the operations that happen here at New Church Live, we do it based on your donations, you support all the um, initiatives and things that happen here. So if you want to make a donation, and you can also use this option if you want to donate for flowers, you just text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, and you can make a donation or set up a reoccurring donation. And it's just a great way to support everything that happens here and all the initiatives. So again, Thank you for being here. Happy Easter. And here's Pastor Chuck.
Everyone, welcome to New Church Live. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. Great to have you here this Easter. And it's interesting with Easter because I feel like so much of this season is 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 time that we spent sort of sort of slowing down and and trying to get in touch with the rhythms of Easter. And it's not it's not all celebratory. We've looked at some of the more challenging parts of Easter, and here we are on Easter Sunday. You know, a wonderful time that we've loved celebrating here at, at New Church Live. And again, this celebration today is purely online, but we've been doing the online in-person thing for a lot of years now. And it's wonderful to have the collection of people just, just from all over. I mean, when we did our little communion service this week, you know, we had three young families from Seattle. Like, how cool is that? And what a, what a beautiful world and, and, and what a way to be able to connect. What a way to be able to connect. And today, what we're connecting around is joy. We're connecting around joy. This is this incredible joy we can have that, you know, that, that death does not have the last word, but that life does. Now, as part of today's service, again, we have an old tradition here at New Church Live going back years, where what, what we've done is we've had a, a volunteer photographer from the congregation take family photos, sort of the Easter parade photos of folks. And today, obviously we can't do that, but we sh- I sure as love would, sure as heck would love to see your shiny faces. So what that means is that I'm going to ask you to send me a selfie, a group shot, or a shout out. A selfie, a group shot, or a shout out. You can text that to me at 215-740-3662, 215-740-3662. We won't have time to share these, obviously, during this service, but it's, it's just a way, again, for us to just gently start to yeah, acknowledge what's been a beautiful rhythm here at New Church Live. So with that, folks, I want to welcome you. It is great to have you here. And now Emily's going to lead us in our very first song. Thank you, Emily. That was just beautiful. And I want to welcome all of you here to New Church Live today. And I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair here at New Church Live. And it's great having all you folks here. So let me make the computer set up a little bit here. It's great having all of you folks joining us today at New Church Live, and a special hello to all the kids out there. You know, I know we have kids, and I'm sure you, uh, yeah, you know, you're excited about Easter, and it is an exciting time. Exciting finding the baskets. It's exciting getting jelly beans. It's, it's exciting with all this stuff, and, and I want to talk about the excitement around those things we can rejoice over. The excitement around those things we can rejoice over. And you can hold Easter like so many different ways. One of the ways I want to hold it today is is to take a look at it as a bookend to a beautiful story. And I want to start by talking about Christmas. I want to start by talking about Christmas. So we all remember Christmas. We're going to put a Christmas slide up there. and, And I want you folks to listen to this beautiful, beautiful piece from the, from the Easter story, excuse me, that will tie in with the Easter story, that, that's that first Christmas, about Christmas and, and what the real message of Christmas was. So take a listen, kids, to this. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to humanity. Luke 2, verse 13. I love that, hearing that promise, right? Peace on earth and goodwill to humanity. From a Christian New Church perspective, that goodwill is the whole point of why we do this. 
We're trying to get to a place where that's what we bring to the world is, is good will, wishing well for all people. It's, it's good news for all nations. And when you think of Easter in that, in that connotation, and maybe we can start to, to see that thread winding through, this goodwill, this resurrection, this idea that, that death does not have the last word, that there, there can be true peace on earth. And it doesn't mean, I don't think, peace is in the absence of all conflict. Wouldn't that be nice? I think it's a peace in our hearts. I think it's a peace we can carry with us despite all the different tumultuous things that are happening out in the world. And I'm sure, kids, you would agree with me. There's been a lot of that this year. A lot of that this year. And despite all that, what God says is we can still find peace and find rest. And we see those constant reminders all over the place when we look at the Easter story. The, the Easter story, it's, it's this idea of a holy week. That's what it comes down to, a holy week. And the week starts last week. We, we did this last Thursday, actually celebrating it, Palm Sunday. And then the week moves on. And then we came to this, this beautiful night, Thursday night, where together as a congregation, we, we celebrated with some folks something called communion. And what that celebrates, kids, is that celebrates Jesus saying, like, look, I, I want to gather. We're about to go through a really hard time. And what we have, listen carefully, kids, in a really hard time, we have to always remember we belong to each other. We have to always remember we're connected one to another. And so he celebrates this Passover meal with his 12 closest friends, That's, and we, that has become communion or Holy Supper. We were able to celebrate it. I mean, we got all kinds of folks up there. We have, we have people up there from Michigan and Seattle and Hatboro and Huntington Valley and Emily from Philadelphia, all kinds of folks from all kinds of different places. That reminder again that we belong to each other. And then comes the hardest, saddest part of the whole story. So the story, again, starts with Palm Sunday, and then we have this beautiful communion. And then we have, then we have what's called Good Friday. Good Friday when Jesus is crucified, when he dies. And, and, and that, you think about how hard a moment that was. I don't know whether, kids, whether you've lost someone close to you or not. Many people have. And it's hard. Like, it's hard. Because we miss them. It's hard. Because we miss them. We miss them so much, it can feel like our heart is breaking. And Jesus, it was especially tragic on so many levels. And you think about the way the week went and all those people who had followed him at Palm Sunday, you think about how sad they were. And you think about the 12 people, his 12 best friends, you know, and how sad all of them were, even the one who had turned against him. Then you think about his family, you know, how sad they were. And he had these last words, and you think about how those different groups would have heard it, and then you think about how he mentioned it, 
how he would have, how he would have thought about it. This is from the Gospel of John. Later, knowing that all was now completed, so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the, put the sponge on the stalk of a hyssop plant, lifted it up to Jesus' lips. When he had finished the drink, Jesus says, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. And you think about those people who followed him and, and saw him crucified or heard about it, you know, they would have heard it's finished and it would have been like, oh, it's finished. It's like, it's all over. Like, life is all over. And that's not what he meant. He meant it's finished at a level, like my physical life is finished. But this idea that hell, that, that anger, that vengeance, that, that all these really bad human emotions, that all this negative stuff, that it would rule the day. Here's Jesus saying, no, all that stops right here. All that stops right now. I'm not seeking vengeance. I'm not angry. I'm not vengeful. I'm sad, but I know I can overcome all that negative stuff by remaining this person who I am, connected deeply with God. I mean, we believe that, that God and Jesus, like this is where the two come, they become one. Because he said that simple stop. It's interesting again to think about even with that, like that, it's finished. Like how hard that must have been for the people. I mean, that's so much for us to even understand today. And they would have been traumatized by it. I know I would have clearly been traumatized by it. And, and so, you know, they, they get up the next morning, which is, which is Saturday, which is the Sabbath. So, so you just, they spent a full day of waiting. And I, and I just, I think about that day. Like imagine standing in that day where all you're doing is just waiting and worrying and filled with sadness the whole day. I mean, I know a lot of the time working with people myself, when we go through really tragic things, it's hard. It can feel like we're walking, with, walking in water. We can feel the simple question, will I ever feel joy again? And they spent a whole day like that. I mean, it must have been such a hard day. Such a hard day and probably in their minds, was going through that phrase, it's finished. Again, and they saw those words very differently than how Jesus saw those words. And then comes Sunday morning. Sunday morning, again, you think they, they would have woken up and they would have been every bit as sad as they were Saturday. Maybe even more so, because maybe it was really starting to come clear how tragic this all was. And there's a bunch of different accounts. We're going to look at the one here where, where, where two, two women by the name Mary, the two Marys, they, they go to the tomb. And this is a fun story because this is a story where, where the girls get it, the guys not so much. So that's what I want you to hear. I want you to hear that first part of the story. I want you to hear what these women found. Take a listen. 
On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Luke 24. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, 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 you, so you think about those women, and I love, this, I love this beautiful painting of Mary Magdalene. So she was one of those women, and she goes home, and, and you think about how she put that together, like she would have heard Jesus said, it's finished. And then she would have seen two angels at his tomb, and she's going there to anoint his body because he's, he's died. Instead, she finds two angels. Angels, many of you know, the word can also be translated messengers. These two beautiful messengers. And, and they would have said this with a big smile. They would have said, look, he's risen. He's risen. He's gone to heaven. What you saw on the cross was not the finish of it all. Yeah, it was the finish of his earthly life. But it was the beginning of this incredible, incredible life of the Lord. This connectedness, this realignment, this beautiful peace that comes down to the simple idea that love wins. That comes down the simple idea that love wins. And just look at her face. You know, I love that. Just she gets that. And I think of that painting, and I think this is for the moms and dads and the parents out there. You know, I think of that, that, uh, that face and, and Jesus' words, you know, that we will find, we will find a peace that passes all understanding. We will find a peace that passes all understanding. We don't find it right away. We don't get to skip the hard parts of the story, though I, for one, would be a big fan of skipping all those hard parts. We don't get to skip the hard parts. We get to hold on and hold tight in the story because we know the story in the end is good. We know the story in the end is good. Now, of course, I, I said, kids, you know, I said like, well, this is a story about where the girls get it, the guys, not so much. And that's very, very true. Very, very true of, of this story. The guys, not so much. So I want you to listen to, to another part. And this is, this is a part written by, about the boys in the story, the guys, some of the disciples in the story, read by my dear friend, Joe. Take a listen. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is me. Touch me and see. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> Happy Easter. Right? And, and you think about that, like, like as, as, as we get ready for our, for our middle song here, 
Uh, you think about that beautiful part. So here are all these followers and they're all gathered around and, and they're all anxious and nervous and sad and fearful and all these, all these really hard things because they've lost somebody who they've really loved. Again, they would have been thinking, it's finished. It's all done. And all of a sudden, here's Jesus. And, and Jesus doesn't come in like a superhero. He just comes in and he says, peace be with you. And, it's, and that word peace, that Jewish word peace there is shalom. You know, let's all say that together at home. Shalom. It's not just like this little sort of modular piece of peace. It's, it's this, this wholeness, this integrity, this integral peacefulness that can settle over our lives. So we're going to have a middle song now. And I want you to think about the joy that was starting to grow in everyone's hearts as they started to realize it was a different kind of finished, giving rise to a different kind of peace, giving rise to a brand new, a brand new form of joy. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Happy Easter. I'm Marcus Cohen, production director at New Church Live. And I wanted to take this opportunity to thank Ashley Thomas, who sent that video in for us. I uh, really appreciate that. And also take this opportunity to invite you to do the same, um, taking videos, song videos, song requests. Um, you could film yourself performing or performing with a band member, family member, and send those in to me, marcus.cohen at newchurchlive.tv. There's also some more information on our website, newchurchlive.tv. Also, volunteering in several different ways, um, looking for video editors, graphic designers, even people just to watch old services. We really are looking for an outreach to people to help us with some exciting projects we have going on. So if, you have, if you'd like any more information, reach out to me, reach out to Angela, Chuck, or just go over to the website. And thank you so much. Have a great Easter, everybody. Yeah, folks, so, so you know, the, the beauty of, of that song, and, and, and I love that song, you know, when Ashley sent a number of songs, I just thought, oh, it's so beautiful, and there's a beautiful backstory to it, and, and that idea of, you can, just, you can just hear the joy kind of building in that song, and, and I think that's where they were, right? I, I, again, I, I don't want to overdo it, but, but I still want to say, like, boy, these, these people were traumatized. I mean, it's traumatic to lose somebody who you really love. Much less somebody like Jesus. I can't even imagine it. You know, for the adults out there, you know, a lot of us know what PTSD means. All these people would have had PTSD. Bucketfuls of it. And here's Jesus. And here's this phrase. Peace or shalom be with you. And his smile and his saying, like, look at my hands and my feet. I carry these scars with me. And there is resurrection. And there is life. And there is love. And all of that trumps death. And all of that trumps death. Now, the fun part with this story, kids, like one of the things I love is Jesus is plain funny a lot of the time. And we, we, I don't think we do a service 
to Jesus when we make him way too, way too serious. Because I, I think the Lord it always, he goes through with, with a smile. You know, there's, there's this beautiful line, a, a piece of new church theology that says, the Lord can't even frown. <laughs> Just think about that. Okay, so if you can't frown, what are your other options? A smile. That means there's always a smile. There's always a smile. There's always comfort. And these guys, they're all gathered around, and, and the Bible story goes on, and it, and it says, like, oh, and they still didn't quite believe. And, and now it's kind of interesting because it's not like they didn't believe because what they believed had been like, it's finished, it's done, it's over. Here's the line. Take a look at this beautiful line, folks. They still did not believe because of joy and amazement <laughs> of that line. You know, you know what I think of kids with this story? I think of this, like we've all seen those videos, right, where, where soldier, soldier moms or dads or brothers or sisters come back and they come into like an elementary school where, where their little one is there. And, and you think of the little one, I think if I was the little one and I saw a brother or sister who are a mom or dad who I loved and I hadn't seen for a long time, be like, I, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here. I cannot believe you're here. I think that's where these disciples were. They couldn't believe, not because they doubted, they just couldn't believe because they were so filled with joy and amazement. Like, how could this be? And, and when we juxtapose this, and this is for the, for the adults out there, when we juxtapose that with, with the grief, we can see how much greater that joy would have been than just normal joy. I mean, even today for us, a death on this side is a reunion on this side. Jesus, being the Lord, was able to reach back and make a reunion going this way as well. And the joy that would have been part of that, wow. The amazement, like just amazed at that. And this is a part that I really love, you know? And this is a part, again, you, you preach, one of the nice things is you preach this story every year as a pastor. And every year there's another thing, it's sort of like, oh, I hadn't really seen it that way before. And that's what I wanna talk about, I wanna set up this next slide. So, you know, again, here they are, they're all afraid, they're, they're just feeling horrible. Jesus comes in, he says, peace be with you. He tells them he's fine. Um, and, and, and then, you know, it says they don't believe still because of joy and amazement. Beautiful part here. And you would think, just, just think logically for a second. What would you say in that moment, you know, if you were in Jesus' shoes? Uh, I might say, I told you so. I might start reciting a bunch of scriptures that says this was going to happen. Um, uh, you know, any number of things that we could say or do. But Jesus did something so Jesus-y in this moment, so completely Jesus-y, and it shows, again, I think, his wonderful sense of humor. What does he say at this moment? Here you go. Here's the big line. Do you have anything to eat? <laughs> we have to see that with Jesus with a smile. Like, here are these guys, and they're, they're thinking, they have these big thoughts, no doubt, high, high, high theology, and how does this all work? How is this connected to God? Da, 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 da. And their own little worries and concerns and fears and anxieties. And Jesus, just with a big smile, goes, hey, guys, do you have anything to eat? See, that's why the gospel's good news. 
That's why this story is not to change God's mind about us, but to change our mind about God. And that's how God works. That's humanity. It's also what a good Italian grandparent will do. But you know, like, it's, it's humanity right there, right there, this humanity of like, do you have something to eat? Because he wanted to eat a meal with him. That's how he went out on Thursday night. And it's how he comes in Sunday morning. It's how he goes out Thursday night. It's how he comes in Sunday morning. Just breathe in to the miracle of that. Just breathe into the image, the view, the perspective of God in that. Theology, theologically, we, we talk about this being the, the uniting of the, the divine and the human and the Lord. And, and that you see that divinity there and you see that humanity there. And, and the two just, just like, it's not like even like there's layers. It's just like, ah, it's just right there. It's just right there. And the power that could have been found there. See, what God always seeks, kids, is partnership. Maybe at certain times in our life, we have to see him as a ruler, as a king, especially when our lives are sort of off the rails. I imagine there are definitely times like that. Jesus talks about that a couple of times. But he always ends with this, kids, listen to this. He always ends with, I'm your friend. He's always here. He's always saying, I'm here to walk with you. No matter how hard it is for you right now. Like, just let that sink in. I'm here to walk with you. To talk with you. Ready for this? Even to eat with you. All that is so much greater than death. All that is so much greater than our worries, our fears, our concerns, our anger, our desire for vengeance. All of it's so much bigger than that. What starts to happen, folks, is then we start to see this, and this is really key, key. And, and kids, this part's probably more for the adults than, 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 than you, but if you can get it, that's great. What we start to see in Easter is that Easter's not just a story out there. It's not just a story I sort of turn, look out, list, read, and it's out there at arm's length. Yes, obviously it is a story that's out there. It's a story that's out there. It's a story that I can, I can read and I can share with you and we can share together. And most importantly, it's a story in here. It's a story where we get that we carry this resurrection story in us. Now, the Lord was doing it at a level I can't even imagine, and we do it kind of down here at the level of Joe and Jane bag of donuts. 
And in some small way, this huge, beautiful, cosmic story that started with peace on earth, goodwill to humanity. And it funnels down into our story that we share here this morning. Maybe in some way we can take what we've shared this morning and just start to like welcome that into our hearts, knowing that we carry this resurrection story with us. I know for all of us it's been a hard year, and I know some people who it's been a way hard year. I want you to hear from me that no matter where you are, you carry that resurrection story in you as well. You may not be able to feel it right now. You may not be able to understand it right now. You may be in that Friday time of just pure grieving. You may be in that Saturday time, just a pure tortured waiting. And you may be in that time where Easter's about to break forth and you didn't know it. You're going to quote unquote the tomb and, and, and you know, and beautiful stuff's about to happen, but you don't know it. I don't know where you are in your story. I don't know where you are in your story. What I can tell you, my friends, is that there is this story. There is this story of beauty and resurrection. And what happens to us when, when, we, can, when we can get that there's that story in there and we can, we can settle into it, hard parts and all, we start to discover a new kind of joy. It's different than happiness. It's different than entertainment. It's different than having a bunch of great things to do. It's different than a white chocolate Easter bunny this big, though that would make me really happy. It's more than all of that. It's a joy that kind of is in our very bones. It's a joy that when we're around it, when we're around someone who's in that place, we can just feel it. Like getting a picture backstage from two parents who just welcomed a new baby into their life. Now three days old. Welcome to New Church Live, Brent. That's good stuff. And what can that joy do then in our lives? And this is one I would urge you to take a screenshot of. That joy in our lives that joy in our lives can be this. Let the joy you feel become the life you live. Let the joy you feel become the life you live. Say that one more time. Let the joy you feel become the life you live. That's a beautiful idea of choice. That's a beautiful idea of the duty of delight. That's, that's a beautiful idea that joy actually has a discipline to it. It has a, has a choice to it. And it's not that we feel it all the time, and it's not that it's even, you know, I, like I'm careful with saying this, it's not even that it's necessarily accessible all the time. I, I know some people go through some really hard times, and they talk about, like, joy just isn't accessible to them right now. Very true. And that joy is still there somewhere. And when we own this resurrection story, we know that we'll find it again. So what are the words that I want to close with today on this Easter? Well, first off, obviously, like, happy Easter. I'm so glad all of you joined us today.
I'm so glad that you're part of this congregation. That's number one. And the second set of words that I want to share are Jesus' first words when he comes out of this, this resurrection story. And it's a different story from the gospel where he sees, sees someone and, and, and they think he's the gardener and, and he's not. And he says, I'm Jesus. And they, then, he, then he has this word where he says, rejoice. He has this word where he says, rejoice. And for any of you who've been around New Church Live at all, you know, I love to remind people that the word rejoice actually could also be translated as the word thrive. Anytime you hear rejoice, thrive. And we're talking about in the sermon writing team. I said, yeah, you know, rejoice. We've got to think about thrive. And, and one of my beautiful friends on that group said, you know what? It's not rejoice. Really, we should say thrive. <laughs> it's this. It's, this is a day to rejoice and thrive. To find that joy that allows us to rejoice. To find that joy as well that allows us to thrive. And actually bring the two together. To rejoice and thrive. That, my friends, is our Easter wish this season. So, closing with a big, happy Easter. Wishing you folks all the very best. Again, we want to invite you back next week if you'd like to be part of our next series. Our, our next series is about reclaiming us. <laughs> reclaiming us. How do we start to move back towards community in new ways, you know, in new ways, but still with the same heart that we've shared for all these years. So with that, folks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer a final Easter prayer and a little blessing, and we're going to have our final song. So please join me. Lord, this Easter morning, this Easter morning, thank you for joining us. As always, thank you for being part of this congregation. As always, thank you for being there embedded deeply on our hearts. As always, thank you for reminding us yet again that this resurrection story, this gospel story, this ultimate of good news is is good news that we can carry in ourselves, with ourselves, sharing between ourselves. Because that's your story. And we're part of your story. That's why we're here. Lord, be with. Be with those this Easter season who are struggling. And Lord, be with us all in joy and celebration. Reminding us to make this joy both the acts we choose and the life we live. To make this joy one that gives rise to rejoicing and thriving in new ways. Ways that are beyond the circumstances of our life, but ways that get more and more to the circumstances of our heart and our soul. Be with us, Lord. Walk with us moving forward. In your name, this Sunday, we pray, amen. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace and bring you home this Easter. Amen. Amen.